On this episode of The Mompreneur Show, I'm talking with Andrea Thomas, a wife, a mom of four littles, and an owner of Scratch Me Not, a clothing brand for babies. And you will hear more about Andrea and what her brand stands for. So on the show today, we'll talk about how to start and scale a handmade clothing business with Andrea Thomas. So I'm really, really excited about that. But before we get into the show, I would like to thank our two wonderful companies for making this show possible. One of them is Made On. It's an all-natural brand of skincare. Um, They have chapstick, hard lotion, which is a lotion bar, but it's in a hard form, so you just rub it on your hands, which is my favorite, especially after we did all that moving, it really, really helped my hands gain back the, the moisture. And another amazing company is Audible. It's an incredible company that hosts hundreds of thousands of books that you can get and listen on the car on the go or while washing dishes like I do. Get a free book. Literally, you can get a free full book uh, by signing up at audible.com forward slash Vicky. And the links are also in the post right above. So thank you again so much for joining us. Now let's get into the show. Hey, Andrea, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. This is very exciting. Absolutely. It's so good to have you. Like, I've been really looking forward to it forever, and I'm so, so happy that um, you took the time out of your busy life and came to join us. Yes, no problem. Thank you. I enjoy, enjoy watching your show, and I really um, enjoy you taking the time to, to chat with me, so I'm excited to get started. Absolutely. Andrea, and from all the, I have a lot of interaction with our guests on the show, and, and all, all of them are great, um, but you have been so sweet, and it was just so nice to interact with you and chat with you, and you're, um, I, I really enjoy bringing up amazing people onto the show, so I'm really, really happy that you're here. Um, I want to give a shout out to Maya Johnson for being here. Maya, thank you so much for taking the time and being here. Um, I, thank you so much, Nina and Lucy. And oh my gosh, there's so many of you I can't even count. Um, Lily, welcome, honey. It's so good to see you. Today, we're going to be talking all about turning your handmade business and making it into actual business that brings a lot of money into your um, into your family. Um, because I know that. I have so many friends that have handmade businesses that make cute little stuff for babies that sell on Etsy. But sometimes it's like, you know, coffee money, maybe some, um, some play money. But really today's show is going to be all about taking your business and really scaling it. So it will not only change, um, your business, it will change your life and your family's life. So Andrea, can you tell us how you got started with, um, just tell us your story. Your story is absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Okay, so um, I think it, it really started from a challenge. Um, some will call it a problem, but a challenge for me. Yeah. Um, and I had just had my first daughter, and she was a newborn. And, you know, you get all those warm, gushy feelings, and you're in love with this new baby that you brought into this world. And I noticed that she was constantly rubbing and scratching at two months. And I thought, okay, she's really young to be actively rubbing and trying to get an itch. And I noticed her skin was getting red and she was um, um, having some, it seemed like a rash, but it was growing. Like it was joints and then it was head and um, 
it was just getting to the point to where it wasn't normal baby scratching. Mm. Um, so I looked for mittens that would stay on. I looked for products. I looked for creams. I talked to doctors and the doctors were like, oh, you know, it's just baby skin. She'll grow out of it. But she didn't. And it just kept getting worse. And I'm a natural problem solver. I'm a doer. So when I didn't find a solution, I said, okay, I'll make one. Yeah. Um, so I, through just knowing people that are seamstresses and just created a prototype. And it was mostly for her. Um, but as yeah. I was going through this process, I realized maybe I'm not the only one that's having this problem. And this is more severe than typical baby scratching. And the little mittens were just flying off and socks were coming off or giving a rug burn. So that's how the Scratch Me Not began. Wow, that's beautiful. And I love that it began from a problem. I mean, maybe not the most uh, glamorous problem that you had, but really, I feel like businesses who truly succeed, they find a problem. They find something something that can be fixed, something that can be made better. And I love that you share that with us. So um, all those mamas watching us, if you have, um, if you're constantly frustrated with something, either the baby gear or something with, with what your baby is doing that can be prevented or some, whatever it is, like Andrea um, found a solution to her baby scratches. So Andrea, let's, let's get, go a little bit deeper. So you had this mm -hmm. idea, you, um, you made, um, you made a mitten for your, for your baby girl. What happened next? How did you take this, um, to the sample and take it to the next level, maybe to manufacturing? How did that happen? Well, first I wanted to make sure that I had something tangible to show. Um, so I drew up a few things and to kind of figure out how I wanted it to work on her, whether it was mittens or for us, it's a flip mitten sleeve. Um, and then some of the some of the milestones that I knew I wanted her to reach as just a baby in general was to use her tactile fine motor skills. Um, but she was scratching almost nonstop, so I couldn't have her hands free per se. So I'm taking a lot of these different components and trying to figure out a true idea that would not only work but stay on long enough to work. Um, so when I I hand sewed. And I'm a terrible seamstress, but I hand sewed um, the first pair of mittens um, and I put satin on them to make sure that it wouldn't give her a rug burn. And I took that to a friend that was a seamstress and I said, okay, I want to make a prototype. Here's how I want it to look. Here are the materials that I want. Um, and I want to make this to where it can be uh, mass produced. Like, I, I really wanted to make sure this wasn't a one of a kind. It's had so many extra steps that it was hard for someone else to replicate. Yes. So I wanted to make sure that um, it was easy enough to work. It still has its complicated moments, of course, but um, making sure that it had proper steps. And then from there, it was a matter of me finding a local manufacturer to begin to create the product um, for, I guess, mass production and sale. So how do you even begin to find a manufacturer to, for mass production? Where did you start? Oh, my. If, you know, flashing back all those years ago, I had no idea. And that's the beauty of this journey um, yeah. is just the adventure. So with baby in tow, we just kind of 
looked online to find a manufacturer. That didn't work out. I had to do a lot of networking, um, talking to people, asking different seamstresses, do you know of a local manufacturer? And I started off local on purpose because I wanted to be more hands-on. I wanted to see the steps, and this had kind of become my second child. So (laughs) I didn't want to push it out too fast and um, not know the process myself. Exactly. Um, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm kind of becoming a, a student of my own new craft. So I want to learn as I'm creating also. Exactly. And so I ended up finding a referral to a local manufacturer um, just by networking and talking to different people um, all around the area. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And I feel like, you know, networking is so invaluable. Like so often we put that, like, I, I mean, I, I love networking, but oftentimes I'm like, okay, I'm too busy for that right now, you know, mm-hmm. but it's so valuable in every single area of business. And yes. was there any specific groups that you went to? Um, you know, I did a lot of research online and then when that didn't pan out, Um, I just began to figure out the steps. So I'm going to need a cutter. I'm going to need a pattern maker. I'm going to need, and through my research, I realized different pieces of the puzzle. So now that I knew the pieces of the puzzle, I could now Google differently. I can now search differently. Um, So I ended up finding my manufacturer through my pattern maker. And so I went there and said, here's my idea. I need formalized patterns. And by the way, do you know someone who um, who is local who will work with me um, to create um, some a good amount of product to sell? Very interesting. So you were able to source everyone locally. And where are you uh, local to right now? Right now I'm in Dallas, Texas. Wow. Okay. So, um, but I'm sure that in any big city, there's resources like that as well. Yes. There's, you know, there's a lot of resources and there's a lot of associations um, that you can get plugged into, whether it is the textile industry or um, different mom groups that are seamstresses. Mm -hmm. You can tap in that way. There's so many different angles to get your product mass produced. It doesn't have to be the formal factory style. Um, you can be as creative as you want to be. Very, very interesting. And I have to put a plug in for uh, our previous guest, um, Christina from Billy Bibbs. Like I know I always do this, but she um, makes cute baby bibs. And instead of going to manufacture, which I think she might actually, but instead of going there from the beginning, she mm-hmm. just hired a whole bunch of moms to do the sewing, sewing. So I really, really love that. And so there's different ways that you can go about it. You can start yourself. If it gets too, too much, you can outsource that. I'm so curious why you didn't start making, doing all the patterns and the sewing yourself. Well, um, for me, I don't have a background in sewing and cutting and my background is in architecture. So the design aspect came very easily, very fluidly. Um, but then I hit a portion where I didn't really know how to, um, how to sew it all properly and how to make the patterns let me let me let me clarify. Yeah. I can make it. Like I can make it, but when it's time to mass produce it, can someone take my patterns, my designs, my um, sew work, and make a true official commercialized product? Mm. 
And that's what I didn't feel comfortable doing. Mm. Um, So I went um, the factory route because I felt more comfort there and I feel like I could could grow and understand and learn on the go. And since I I wanted to get this done efficiently because I'm also on a time frame, I know that if my child is suffering with scratching nonstop, causing scarring and so on, someone else's child is going through it at that moment. So I could have taken some sewing classes. I could have slowed down and gotten more education and moved forward. But I kept thinking about all those parents and all those children that needed the product. So I wanted to find the most efficient way to get there. That's amazing. That is such a beautiful way to look at it. Oh my gosh. It's like really like when do you want, how fast, how quickly do you want this out? Or do you want to take it slow and steady? And it's interesting because different ways work for different parents and I love that you acknowledge that and said you know this is what worked for me like I wanted this out into the market right away and another point that I want to point out is that I love that you said if someone's baby is scratching I mean if my baby excuse me if my baby is scratching it's very likely that there's someone else's child that's scratching their eczema or the you know what, what there's what you're trying to heal so much mm-hmm. and um and so it's anyway let me get my thoughts together if one person is struggling if you're struggling with something like whatever it might be whatever that you're struggling with it's a 100% guarantee that someone else in the world is also struggling and not just someone but there's hundreds and thousands of people who are struggling with what you're struggling with but maybe maybe not not everyone is being vocal about it People are not typing about it in the forums. Sometimes it's very um, personal. And so I love that you shared that with us, Andrea. So this is an inspiration to all of you moms. I know that so many of our moms in our community want to start their own business, but they're like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like I'm trying to figure out what to start. And if you aren't like eyeing at um, Handmade, that's great. But if you have like something that you're struggling with that you you created in order to help yourself, goodness gracious, create it for everyone else as well. Share that information. Anyway, okay, I'm off. I'm, I'm done with my... Um, no, I mean, I, I appreciate that because that's the passion that I felt when I first started because one of the emotional things that parents go through is you see your child suffering and you see the scars that they're creating and you also see the stares from strangers and the questions being asked and you want to address that as soon as possible. So I think I carried that torch for because I know about the just the emotional parental guilt and the mommy guilt and just wanting to fix it already. Exactly. And I thank you so much, Andrea, for sharing that. You are truly, truly passionate about what you're doing and, and I love that when um, and to give a backstory, um, a lot of the guests, actually all the guests that come on the show have to fill out a form. Either they're requesting to be a guest or before they come on the show, um, um, they still have to fill out a form if, if I reach out to them. So, uh, you know, either way, they fill out this form and it talks about um, things that like, what do you want to talk about that you're really passionate about? Because that's my goal is not only to bring you incredible mom entrepreneurs with amazing stories, with amazing, remarkable businesses, but also I want them to talk about what they're passionate about, not what I see and what they're good at. You know what I mean? And so... 
And so, Andrea, your passion was like all over that form. And I really, really enjoyed reading it. And now I want to go into that direction about talking about how you were able to build this incredible business with babies, literally one after another, all around you. Like, how were you able to grow such a beautiful, thriving family as well as a business simultaneously? You know, I think whenever people ask me, um, you know, how do you how do you have a business and four kids or, you know, they're having their first child and like, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, luckily, your babies don't come out as toddlers like they come out as infants and newborns and you just take it step by step. And you just you, you figure out some pieces, you learn as much as you can. But most importantly, I think for me is prioritizing. Yeah. You know, I'm a wife first, then I'm a mom, and then I'm a businesswoman. Yeah. And I want to make sure that as I'm mapping out my day, that I keep those things in priority. And sometimes, you know, I love business and I love working. Um, so that can kind of overshadow things at times. And I have to stick to my plan, block out my time. Um, and then too, like I don't have a true eight to five day. So with that, it's very important for me to mentally kind of block out periods of the day for the week that I can work and then what I can do during that time frame, periods of the day where I'm mom only, periods of the day where I'm focused on, you know, laundry. (laughs) They can pile up with with multiple kids. So as long as I keep my priorities in check um, and I stick to the plan, Uh, things go smoothly. But it's when I decide to not map out my day or just kind of play it by ear, that's when things go awry. I completely and wholeheartedly agree with you, Andrea, about that. It's like really prioritizing your priorities in your days as well. But I'm so curious, like, what does your typical day look like? Well, I have two types of days. So um, I have a day where I have four children, so there's a day where there's three of them are at school or childcare, and one is always at home. And so that time I get the most of my work done um, during those windows where the majority are at school. And then I have the opposite days where I have three at home and one at school. And those are my more kid-friendly days where I'm able to block out smaller portions of time for work, and it's more family time. And I really love that kind of homogenous flow where the kids can see me working, but they also know their time is their time. Um, And so we just kind of work in a rhythm of flow. I really love that. Their time is their time. Not like if mom is not working, she's out doing something and we're in front of her, but she's not looking at us and not paying attention Mm -hmm. to us. So that's something that I really struggled with. It's like, but I'm around my kids, you know, I'm, I'm with yes. them, but I'm not. And it's easy to fall into that trap because you're, you got so much you want to do, but at the same time, I want them to look back, you know, when they're 10 and when they're 15 and to these moments and they know that mommy was present. And that's one of the things I keep on my mind. So how do you achieve that? How do I keep achieve being present? Yeah. I close my computer. (laughs) (laughs) Or leave your computer in your office. I close my computer. I close up Facebook. I really try to zone in into building blocks and watching movies. And I take them places. Because to me, since I work from home, um, that can equal work. So if I take them places and we go play together and we get away from the office per se, 
Um, or it, even when I come home, I stay away from the office because of the play area. Um, I try to really segment um, my, my spaces so that the two don't blend. It doesn't always work. It's not perfect, <laughs> but I try my best. I love that segmenting up actually actual spaces in your home. I really, really love that. Okay, that's really good. Thank you so much for sharing, Andrea. That's really inspiring and such a good reminder for me because um, the amazing moms that we've had on the show, they literally say the same thing. It's like really being present and closing your laptop. Some moms um, just literally when they walk out of their office, that's it. The work is behind them. But here's my issue. The phone, it's always yes. there. Yes, so. yes. Yes, that's that's a challenge. But usually if I give the kids the phone, <laughs> that takes it out of my hands into their hands and they can watch a little PBS kids and I can kind of refocus and then bring them back to play world with me. That's so that's so true. I I agree. And um, yeah, or when my phone is on charge, I'm like, OK, my phone is on charge. It's it's not <laughs> I can't take it. Um, so I want to um, take it back into our live audience um, and uh, acknowledge you and thank you so much for being here. Nina says, networking is so important, but crucial that the people you network with are people that you can work with in the future. I love that, Nina. So maybe people who like share your values, um, share um, your beliefs. I really like that. Benny, oh my gosh, Benny's in the house. Welcome, Benny. Uh, Natalie, Laura says, time blocking is so important. Mom only is so important. Yes, mom only time. Yes, I love that. Natalie, thank you so much for um, for writing down that uh, golden nugget. Um, <laughs> and she also says, OMG, that's so hard to turn off electronics. So hard. I feel like none of the people before us w ever have ever struggled with something like we are struggling with right now is yeah. like always being connected and, and trying to be at so many different places at once and like your notifications are coming on. And, and I've noticed that when I turn off mon my notifications, my world is at peace. Like I feel like notifications are the worst. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so mamas turn them off and go check Facebook and Instagram on your own time. <laughs> yes. yes. All right. Andrea, I have, I have so many more questions for you and we have just a little bit of more time and I really want to get through them. So, um, once you manufactured your stuff, um, your, your products, um, and you obviously probably created a website and how did you mm -hmm. get your first sale? Oh my, the first sale was like the, the best ever. We, um, I created a website. This is before, you know, now everyone who starts a business now is like perfect opportunity because it's really plug and play, not a lot of coding. But before then, before Facebook ads and before uh, Facebook got really into business um, for the small business, I created a WordPress website and took some pictures, had a photo shoot with my little one, was trying to figure out, okay, how do I want her to have her styled and show how the product works and got the website together and put it out there. And I thought, okay, now I need to drive traffic. <laughs> so, so what I did was I, I went where moms with children of itchy skin would be. I went online, I joined forums, and I was actively driving traffic to the website, answering their questions about itchy skin, here's what doctors say, what do you think type things. And that was a 
great. That was great on so many levels because I was getting market research. I was getting a chance to do informal surveys. I was getting a chance to um, expose my brand and my website and the product. And when that first sale came through, I think it was a PayPal notification. And I was just like, wow, it's really happening. It's really like someone really is in the same boat as me and they need this product. And when I, I think when I got the first response, um, after someone purchased it, they emailed me to tell me how much this product was a lifesaver and how much scratch knots were helping their child to reduce their eczema and scratching. And I thought, I, I have arrived. That's amazing. <laughs> and that was just the first sale. <laughs> That's amazing, Andrea. Well, you know what? We never forget our first sale. It's like our first love. We never forget about it. So I love yes. that you shared that with us. Oh my gosh. Okay, so um, I love that you said you went where the mamas of babies with itchy skin are. And that is the that is the key. It's really going where the people are, where your customers are. And nowadays, it would probably be like Facebook groups. And It will be, yeah. Exactly. And like maybe like um, moms who are uh, moms with babies with eczema or something like that. That's where they would be. And I, I love that you shared that with us because we often underestimate like where are the mamas um, that we are catering to. Um, but that's really important to also go in and like um, figure out who those mamas are. And for your business, it was so obvious. But for so many, it's not as obvious. That's why it's so important mm-hmm. to like create like that profile of that that perfect customer so andrea i have oh my gosh like i don't know how i miss these i have so many other um mamas uh commenting here leah leah asks a question and leah let me get um let me get back to you to your question i want to ask it at the end um lucy says so helpful i have to segment my office area the phone is the most challenging thing for me we can get so much work done emails calls follow-ups from the phone i have to be super cautious about this um Mama, I feel you. Lucy, you're amazing. I feel you, but you're doing incredible work. Um, And then Lucy also says, my notifications are always off. That helps. It sure does. I agree. Um, April says, um, response, I love this conversation, by the way. You ladies are amazing. So April, um, in response to Nina, says, yes, I call that net friending, not networking, because net friending is the softer side of networking. Net friending (laughs) is about opening up relationships rather than closing the sale April, you're amazing. I really, really love that. Um, and then April says, so many of us don't realize our value until the people let us know how valuable we are to them. I love that. And then April, oh my gosh, you're amazing. Um, my son is autistic and has eczema. I have yet to figure out how to keep him from being so miserable with itchy skin. Oh, sweetheart. I really hope you find, um, and if he's older, probably be more difficult to put mittens on him. But, um, I really, really appreciate you ladies for, for chatting in the, in the comments and getting to know each other and like having a a conversation of your own. I really appreciate that. So let me get back to Leah's, um, really, really juicy question. Um, she asks, did you struggle with doubts that it would work at all did I struggle with doubts that my product would not work yeah yes I I did I you know I I had a few ways that I combated that though and that is I tested the product on my child of course 
And I also got other people to test the product on so that I could get their their feedback on um, how it worked, if they were able to take it off, if the foot mitten portion worked, and just really began to absorb those comments Mm -hmm. um, and use that as gold. I think sometimes we're so afraid of the negative um, feedback that we don't want to hear it. So we just push it out there and we close our eyes and we just hope for the best. Yes. But when you get that negative feedback, that's your best information on how to improve your product, how to improve your customer service. And it's sometimes it still stings because, you know, you put your heart into it. But at the same time, if I jump into their shoes for, for my situation, for my product, um, there's a lot of frustrated parents who are tired, who are stressed, and who are trying to figure out their child's allergies or what's going on that's causing the scratching. They are also trying to debate whether they should follow the doctor's instruction or go a DIY route. And so there's a lot more frustration and anger and confusion when they come come to me with their concerns about the product. And so I have to flash back to my moments like that and be able to separate the two to know mm-hmm. that, okay, this is not about me or the scratch nut. This is really a lack of sleep the past week and a half. Or this is really, my child is suffering. I feel hopeless as a parent. And I've really wanted your product to be the fix-all. And so when I'm able wow. to separate my feelings from um, the customer's needs, I'm able to be a better servant to them. Oh, I love that so much. Leah, I hope that answers your question. And that was so powerful, like really separating um, and really acknowledging like how do you, is it because you haven't gotten your sleep or um, because it's so important to really push away these thoughts because they really have no spot in in our brain, in our, in our mind because um, yeah. we, I feel like, I, I think I really, really believe that the ideas that we get, the, the fire burning inside of us is for a purpose and a huge purpose to make a huge difference in the world. And it all starts with baby steps. And if you, even if you're scared, you still have to take action in order to um, make it happen, in order to make your dreams happen. So Andrea, that was so powerful. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. Um, okay, so can we talk about how you went from local manufacturing to overseas manufacturing? Because that is insane. Like um, yes. if you... If you, let's say, I don't know where um, your product is being manufactured now, we'll hear in a sec, but if it's like in China, did you like have to learn Chinese (laughs) to make it happen? Like, how did you like, I just can't even, and you know, some countries don't even have like internet, like you can't even like just email them. You have to like literally fly over there to make it happen. Mm -hmm. So I want to hear your story. Yes. This goes back to networking. Um, Someone mentioned net friending. So um, I've been really blessed to talk to the right people and and really, because when I started this, I I knew nothing. Like I was learning as I was going. Um, And we were having a problem meeting our demand. Um, We had grown and our manufacturer locally could not keep up with us. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wanted to um, keep all of our manufacturing local. I wanted to as much as possible, but I was I kept running into um, barriers and I and I had to get the product to to our customers. So I um, created a relationship um, a while ago with another person within our industry and she gave me a referral to a manufacturer overseas. 
And I, I was like, okay, you know, this is, this is sending my baby off to college because I, I now I can't be hands-on anymore. Um, sure, I could fly out there, but I can't do it every, you know, every couple of days. I can't go out and just yeah. pop in and check up on them. So it's a whole new, new world of how to be organized with manufacturing, how to get over the language barrier. Um, typically, you have a English um, interpreter uh, or a middleman that you can kind of work through. Um, but for the most part, um, we, you, the person that you're, you're speaking to um, can speak pretty fluent English. Um, and so and you can kind of work through any of the um, any of the language barriers in the, in the meantime. Um, but one of the things that is key is when you're in person, you realize how general and vague you can be. But when, once you move to overseas, that vagueness turns into a snowball of different features to a product or different colors or different uh, interpretations of what you really wanted. So I learned that I have to be diligent um, and specific on exactly what I want, exactly what I expect to see and have checkpoints along the way. Wow, that is a lot of work. Oh my gosh, that is so much work. Um, so is there like a resource that um, you can point us? Oh, well, actually, you know what? We're going to talk about this after because okay. I know that you have some good stuff to share. Um, okay. So what about, um, let's see. Um, that, oh, man, that was really, really helpful, by the way. Like, I feel like, you know, manufacturing locally and manufacturing um outside of um, you know overseas is like almost the same thing except the language barrier but no there's so many things that you have to um take account for so that's that's yes. really interesting okay yes. so now you did all this all the sourcing mm -hmm. all all yourself with your friends and ne okay hold on let me what's that word um uh net friending net friending um april you're amazing thank you for for uh bringing our attention to this awesome word so so after net friending you found um i mean you did all this work but let's talk about um going back to your family i know that we talked about this um some um some in the beginning but i really want to dig a little bit deeper as far as like um how were you able to really like make the decision to like have four babies while making this huge change in your life by bringing this product and not just making it in your home, but really taking it to scale internationally. Um, and how, how was it like the husband and wife dynamics in the house? Like, how did you like talk through this? Like, I'm so curious about that. This is, um, one of those things that you you plan for, you learn on the go, and then you realize all your plans are ruined. So, <laughs> yeah, so we we um, we I knew I wanted a a four at least four kids. I knew I wanted four kids because um, I didn't want a middle child. So you know we had two and then three, and I was like, oh, another one because we got a third child here. So um, we, along the way, it was it was I'm a natural multitasker. And within business, there's a there's a there's a margin where you can multitask, and there's a margin where you need to really focus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but by being able to um, map out my priorities of what's most important, mm -hmm. you know, is it more important for me to answer this phone call or this email for business, or is it more important for me to attend to a child who 
uh, thinks the world is ending, but really only has a scrape on the finger. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Those are some moments that I really had to choose um, how I wanted to this family life to work or be priority over the business. Um, So I did not grow my company as quickly as I could have because I chose to keep my family as priority. Um, that doesn't mean that I wasn't ambitious. That doesn't mean that we, we did not meet our goals. I just did not make my goals as ambitious as I would have had I had no kids or one child. Exactly. So that, yeah, that was the that was the beginning. There's so much more involved in how to manage and how to juggle and and all the in between. But I don't think we have <laughs> you know a whole hour dedicated towards towards managing both. No, we don't. But I do want to connect um, our listeners with you um, so they can get more information. And I know that um, you've created a group um, as a program, I think it was, um, for mom entrepreneurs who are wanting to bring a product, a physical product out into the world. And I would love if you could share a little bit about that. Yes. Um, So I jumpstarted Andrea Thomas Collective. Mm -hmm. And that's just all the facets of me, whether it is scratch me not um, and, and the behind the scenes business portion. I mean, I wanted to help moms in particular because they, they constantly ask me, how do you do it all? And my quick answer is I don't because <laughs> I just simply cannot do it all. But what I do do, I have a process for. Um, and then another question I get asked is, you know, how do I know if my product's a good idea? Um, how do I know it will sell? And so I created a little mini course on your product idea kit. And that kind of walks you through your idea to, to solidify and validate your product to make sure that it's not just good to you or good to you, your family and friends, but it's actually something that other customers want to purchase. Mm, I love that. Where can we find that? Um, that's at andreathomascollective.com and um, slash P-I-K. All right. So, P, uh, and you guys see her name right right over there in un- under her video, andreathomascollective.com uh, forward slash P-I-K. Uh, Andrea, you have been so amazing. And I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for coming on and sharing so much wisdom with us. I really appreciate you. No problem. Thanks for having me. This has been this has been great. It's been like a nice little breather to my day to kind of think back to old memories and and bring people up to speed as to where I am now. Oh, I'm so happy, Andrea. You you are such a huge blessing. Thank you again so much. Thank you. All right, ladies. Oh my gosh, was that amazing or what? I am so inspired by Andrea. Not only is she a pro at what she does, but she's also such a sweetheart and like four kids and they're all little and she's able to just create this beautiful life for herself um, by really prioritizing her family um, while also really making things happen for her business. So that was so, so inspiring. Thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate you for taking the time out of your busy day and making it happen. I also, again, want to thank our amazing sponsors. Um, one of them is Made On and it's um, we had actually the maker of this beautiful brand is Renee Harris at madeon.com and she has been a guest on the show and she creates this beautiful product, um, beautiful business that supports her family of nine uh, nine children. Um, absolutely amazing. Her hard lotion is, let me see if I can open this for you. 
but I'm like, I'm like almost done with this, Renee, FYI. But like literally, I mean, it comes as a bar and you just um, rub it on your hands and it creates like that lotion effect. And it has been a lifesaver for me when I'm moving. Um, also, I want to thank Audible because Audible has been so, so gracious to sponsor this um, episode. And they are giving away a free book that you can listen while on the go, while washing dishes or whatever. You literally just download their app, Audible app. Um, you create a new account. But before you do, make sure you go at the link um, that's up over there, audible.com forward slash Vicky. And that will get you you a free book so again i thank you so much um, for being here um thank you so much for um for your interaction for your comments um i hope you have an amazing day and i just want to uh, sign off as uh as your host vicky and thank you so much for watching because this is a show that helps you win in business without losing at home and thank you again so much i will see you next monday at 10 a.m pacific 1 p.m eastern right here on facebook live bye-bye